everyone, my name is Ariel Moore, and I will be discussing um, gender roles that are presented in the book The Girl with the Louding Voice by Abai Dare. Um, I hope I pronounced her name correctly. So let's just dive right into it, shall we? So first, I just want to give um, my viewers just a little snippet um, synopsis of what this book is about and basically it's about um, a 14 year old Nigerian girl um, whose name is Adani and um, basically she wants nothing more than for her education to you know prosper she wants to educate herself her mother um, once told her that getting an education gives her a loud a louding voice um, it gives her the ability to speak up for herself and to make herself heard, basically. And throughout the novel, we see a lot of that, of Donnie just finding her louding voice and just really standing up for herself as a woman. So, um, according to the author, um, she actually held an interview with Penguin Random House. And the author described a louding voice, and I quote, as a refusal to be silenced by society, the desire to go for everything good and everything posi positive that can come your way. So um, even after Donnie is taken out of school, she still finds a way to kind of further her education. Um, even with her mother being unable to protect her anymore, Donnie's um, father ends up selling her to an old man in, in this village and basically Adani becomes his third wife. So I'm pretty sure you guys are probably thinking, hmm, this kind of sounds like polygamy. And as I started reading more, I kind of got the same sense like, okay, this is a man. He has now three wives. Um, you know, he's kind of heavy into, you know, prostitutes. He has prostitutes, I would say. And... Yeah, it just reminds me a lot of polyg polygamy. Um, so besides that, also um, his two other wives have only given him daughters. Um, but, you know, he wants a son. And um, this is something that Adani is expected to give to him. And this is just not something um, that she really wants for herself. So... Even there, she tries to learn from her two older sister wives, but she often finds herself, um, she often finds herself in these abusive situations with the first wife and this un uncaring husband of hers. So let's just jump right into it. So basically, I first want to talk to you guys about the gender roles and the louding voice. So in chapters 26 um, through 31, we see um, Big Mama and Big Daddy, and they're very abusive, especially um, Big Madam, Big Mama, I'm sorry, or however you wanna pronounce her name, Big Madam, I'm sorry. And she's just really abusive to Adani. Um, she forces her to clean up behind her. Um, she sees her as a threat. Um, she's just very abusive. Um, she insults her. Um, she also 
she just doesn't really see her she doesn't see her as a person and um she doesn't see her as a wife and big daddy's and big mama's relationship is very toxic um like i said he has multiple prostitutes their relationship is really built off of power and money and basically what he can do for her and it's just not a, a marriage that you usually see like that's built off of love and trust and friendship and loyalty and all the other stuff it's just just a toxic a toxic relationship overall um he big daddy does not see big mama as his wife he's unfaithful obviously he cheats on her and we also start to see how big daddy is actually sexually attracted to um adani and unfortunately these attractions he actually acts on them towards the end so we're going to talk about that a little bit more into this podcast but yeah so i just first wanted to start off talking about big daddy and big Ma- big madam um also what i wanted to talk about was the abuse that we also see in the story so i'm reading the book off of um, I'm sorry, I'm reading the book online, so my pages do not match up with the hard copy of the novel, so please bear with me. Um, we see Big Madam, as I stated before, as very abusive. So on my online version, on page 147, um, for me, this is the second page going into chapter 26, and I quote, it says, um, look, don't bother you cannot reason with Big Madam. She is never in a good mood. She only speaks to you when she wants to. You don't go to her for anything. She comes to you. And this is what Kofi um, says to her. Kofi actually um, cuts her off, cuts off Adani while she's just simply trying to ask about her wages and her pay for becoming um, basically a housewife. Like I said, she cooks, she cleans for Big Madam, and she's basically like a house slave. And that's just how I look at it. She's basically a house slave. And Big Madam is just very jealous of her. Her being um, the other wife, you know, being a female, having to share your man, you know, it's just not a good thing. So, of course, there's going to be some jealousy. There's going to be some animosity between the other females. It's just not a good thing. Um, what else? We also notice how, um, she gets treated as if she is less than, um, what else? Um, We noticed that Big Madam in chapter 26, she um, gives her a certain kind of look. And it's out, it's actually really threatening and it's intimidating. And she just makes sure that she kind of has this power over Adani. She wants to just make sure she lives in fear. And um, basically in the text, it says, and I quote, his voice is changing tone and he is talking as if he is fearing Big Madam will blend him with a blender. And Kofi is also kind of intimidated by 
um, Big Madam. But Kofi is actually Adani's saving grace in a way. Because, like I stated, Adani, you know, she wants to further her education. Like, her mother wants her to. And, excuse me. Um, Kofi basically gives Adani um, this scholarship flyer that he wants her to apply to. And he wants her to apply so she can better herself and just eventually leave this, you know, this life that she created for herself, just leave it behind and just make herself a better woman. So Kofi is basically her saving grace um, in this. And we also see some more gender roles um, within this novel. Um, we see gender roles between Miss Tia and other females that are part of this association. Um, Miss Tia, she's younger. She um, she isn't like the other wives that are part of this association. Um, she's actually married for all the right reasons. And she doesn't have a child. Um, the other woman kind her. They kind of disown her, discredit her. And they think that she's just crazy for basically being a wife that's a wife for all the right reasons. You know, a wife that loves their husband, a wife that, a marriage that isn't built on power or abuse, manipulation, much like how Big Daddy's and Big Ma, Big Ma, uh, I'm sorry, Big Madam's relationship is. Um, we also see Ginger Rose in this um, story in chapter 47. Um, chapter 47, we see Ginger Rose, and this is one quote that I actually wrote down. Um, and I quote, it says, Why didn't he come and get a beating like his wife? If it takes two people to make a baby, why only one person, the woman, is suffering when the baby is not coming? Is it because she is the one with the breast and the stomach for being pregnant? And this quote really stood out to me because being that Miss T is on the floor um, in this part of the story, this is, I said, in chapter 47. Just give me a second so I could actually go to that part. So yeah, in chapter 47, we notice, we see that uh, um, Miss Tia, she's on the floor, she's in pain, you know, she's bleeding, um, blood in her back is just full of so much marks, and it seems as if she's been abused or, you know, whatever the case is, whatever the case may have been, and it seems as though women in the story, they always get the short end of the stick. Um, first, we see a Donnie who is basically sold to be someone else's wife, the third wife at that. And then we see the other wife who is abusive to her, and just she just holds this power over her head. So overall, women in this story they just keep getting the short of the short end of the stick. They are abused mentally, they are abused physically, and they're also abused emotionally. Um, another part that I also wanted to touch on a little bit was in chapter, um, 49 was when Adani was just basically talking about, um, slavery. Like they're, 
basically how women were being sold to be other men's wives. Like men in other cultures, this is actually a common practice. And to us as Americans, we're raised to, you know, get married and to have children, to live out this American dream. But for other cultures, they're raised at a young age to cater to their man, do what they say, whatever they say goes. And they're taught at a very young age to to marry and just to give dedicate their lives to their man. And that's just not we've come so far from that tradition from the twenties and from slavery and from the sixties and we've entered into the phase of when women are now independent. We don't need a man. We are educated. We can stand on our own two feet and be proud of it. So basically in chapter 48 in this small part, um, I'm going to quote what she says. And she says at first, I'm sorry, today people are not wearing chain on their on their slaves and sending them abroad. But slave trade is continuing. And this line just automatically made me think about um, sex trafficking. We hear a lot of um, stories about young females and even young males, unfortunately, are being sold to older men and they're being sold as sex slaves to work and to do horrendous things that I can't even imagine. So it just reminds me of what, like I said, um, sex trafficking. And unfortunately, in the year of 2021, slavery still does exist. It just doesn't get talked enough about. And I would like to point your attention to this article um, that actually talks about sex trafficking and it's sex trafficking of women and girls. Um, So basically this article just talks about how sex trafficking, um, what it involves. It it involves um, forced sexual exploitation that is limited to um, prostitution or possibly becoming a significant other's um, partner. And it also talks about how this problem is growing in the United States. And it's even um, growing globally um, in larger communities. So um, it also talks, this ar- this article also talks about um, the health issues behind self sex trafficking and how there's like social implications that require both medical and legal attention and it touches on how healthcare professionals work to improve you know like the screening process and being able to assist victims that have been a part of sex trafficking um in a more clinical setting and to just to help these young women and these young girls who probably didn't even hit puberty yet just to have access to legal and social services so um it's just a really good article um the article is from um ncbi resources um and it's a government website so it's legit but i'm bringing this article up because it actually gives a definition of sex trafficking i'm sorry give me one second
Um, so I'm sorry, it doesn't give me a definition, but it just basically explains how sex trafficking, how it affects you socially, it ex- um, it affects you psychologically, and the psychological aspect really reminded me of Adani. Um, it states in this article about sex trafficking how victims of sex trafficking may face moderate to severe psychological trauma from daily mental, emotional, and psychological abuse and torture, post-traumatic stress disorder, acute anxiety, um, depression are all common psychological issues among the sex industry workers. So this just brings me back to Adani. I feel like she, you know, she's a young female. She's experienced being sold to this older man and this other two wives. And, of course, this is going to have an effect on her throughout her life. Um, another part that I also wanted to talk about was um, how... The attraction that Big Daddy started to have, the sexual attraction that Big Daddy started to have towards Adani, it was really toxic. It was just really inappropriate. Reading it just made me feel really uneased overall. Um, Yeah. So basically, let's just get into that. Um, In chapter 50, towards the end of the novel... um, Let me just go to that part of the story. Give me one second. Um, In this part of the story, um, Big Daddy kind of, well, not kind of, he does. He forces, excuse me. He forces Adani to basically sleep with him. And, um, wait, give me one second. I'm sorry, not for Adani, for Rebecca. Um, Rebecca is a character, a female that had actually ended up going missing, but, um, Big Daddy had forced Rebecca. She left Rebecca. Okay, long story short, Rebecca had basically left behind this note. And the note, um, it reads a lot. It talks about how she is a housemaid of the chief. um, And she's basically a housemaid for Big Madam and Big Daddy. And she is pregnant for Big Daddy. Um, And in the story, it quotes, Big Daddy forced me to sleep with him at first. Then he promised to marry me if I am sleeping with him all the time. Sometimes when Big Madam is at home, Big Daddy will put sleeping medicine inside Big Big Madam's cup of juice at night. So she will sleep when she is coming into my room. In this quote is really disturbing the fact that a grown man is putting sleeping medicine into his other's wife's cup just so he can go sleep with another woman it's very disgusting and unfortunately this is not uncommon like this is something we hear about all the time in the news i watch a lot of crime watch daily i hear stories about this 
numerous amount of times. So, unfortunately, it's not very surprising. But this just shows the real character of Big Daddy and just how the gender roles are. Like, he's very manipulative. He's demanding. He's, like, a predator in some kind of way. And... Having, like I stated before, having multiple wives is a common practice, but not to the extent when you're putting sleeping medicine in your other's wives' drink just so you could sleep with another woman. But basically, um, Rebecca, she finds herself pregnant, and um, in this letter, she states how Big Daddy is very happy, and he promised that he would marry her, and that Big Madam will be his two wives and they will live in this house together and she you know she's really ecstatic about this this is what she wants but unfortunately this is just not the reality um we also take note of how um in chapter i'm sorry give me one second just trying to figure some things out Um, also we see in chapters 51, I'm sorry, not chapter 51, in chapter 52, um, you can kind of see how Big Daddy starts to change you can sense there is some something that's just kind of off for one one hint is that he gives Kofi a break from working now mind you he is someone that works for Big Daddy and he cleans up after him he works for both Big Daddy and Big Madam and the quote that I'm about to read is from chapter 52 and I do not have the page number because I am reading from the online version, so my pages just do not add up correctly. So, it states, Big Daddy gave me some time off, he says. Last night, he asked me to take a break, to go away for the night. Um, you can kind of tell this is a little suspicious, being that he, being that Kofi is a worker for Big Daddy, and... Um, you can kind of tell he has some tricks up his sleeve and you can just see how he's trying to basically get Adani alone, you know, to kind of work his plan and just do what he does best and just be, and just, you know, he's just a sleazeball <laughs> in other words. So there's a lot of gender roles and issues that we see throughout the story and we also see issues amongst the women um like i said before the women's group or association that miss tia and the other wives are involved in it's just very toxic you know um in this story we see the gender roles of other we see gender roles amongst the men in this story, how Big Daddy is seen as powerful, you know, he has power over his wives. He's just, 
he's just a, a typical man you would see in the early 1900s, honestly. In the females, they just kind of have to deal with it. You know, there's not much they can really do. This is kind of the practice and the, um, the tradition amongst Nigerian females, unfortunately. So the author does, she does a really good job of explaining some of the tragic um, incidents that take place within this culture.